Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Renegade Arcade. This is a special episode. It's an interview with Andrew Smith, who is the creative force behind From Gamers Magazine, which is a brand new uh, gaming publication, which is starting up um, hopefully soon. Uh, right now, it is in the crowdfunding phase on Kickstarter, so we definitely want to support that. And uh, that's why we're doing this interview, actually, is to go ahead and promote the uh, Kickstarter and hopefully um, just get that project funded because it looks really awesome. Uh, so how are you doing today, Andrew? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and, and I'm doing well. And uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing about From Gamers with uh, all your fine folks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So um, why don't you, why don't we start off with just talking about your history in the video game industry? Um, I'm very intrigued to hear about, you know, how you started in the industry and, and sort of where your career went uh, sure. as it began. Yeah. So uh, I got started when I was a sophomore in college and I had really never done anything with writing in the past. Um, I'd always been interested in it and I'd always been interested in keeping up with the gaming industry, but I'd never done any like published writing work uh, before that. And I wasn't really into it in high school, but uh, mm -hmm. things aligned and I ended up writing uh, for free at a small website called Sit Critic. And I started that in uh, March, 2018, when I was a sophomore in college and just kind of got some experience, learned the ropes, doing some news stories and uh, some fun features every now and then, just kind of learning how it worked and seeing if it was something I was interested in. Um, and of course it was free writing, but it was still some type of published work and uh, some experience. Yeah. So that, that experience was really valuable going forward. Um, and then eventually I just decided it was something I wanted to try to pursue. Uh, I had extra free time while I was in school and I wasn't committed to a job or anything. So I just had to work on my class schedule. Um, so I decided to start emailing out some, some editors at, at different publications and trying to, to pitch stuff. My, my main focus is guides. So I did a lot of guide work. Um, Cool. So I just went for it and I emailed uh, Sam Claiborne, who's the guides editor at IGN, and I sent him some of my samples and I offered to do some work for him. And one thing led to another and he offered me the chance to do the Hitman, guide, Hitman 2 guide um, for IGN. So I got started there. That was really a, a interesting experience because it was the biggest project I've ever undertaken. And to do something like that for IGN where you know thousands of people are going to be reading your stuff is a little terrifying. Oh, yeah, um, I and I had no experience with the Hitman games, but I wasn't about to say no. So, um, so I, I did that and that kind of snowballed into more work at IGN. It led to another guide for um, a small game called Observation. I'm not sure if you remember that one. It was like a little space. Um, you were like trapped in a spaceship familiar. and your crew was dead and you're trying to remember. It was like an indie game, but it ended up getting, uh, I think I got like a 10 from IGN or a nine maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. That's so familiar. I ended up doing that actually. and then those two guides led to doing all the Fortnite guides for IGN um, back right when I think my first season was maybe season 10 and I did it into chapter two, season two, maybe I don't know. I say about four seasons and did a lot of stuff there. And that's really where I learned a lot about SEO and um, mm -hmm. ranking and all that, all that good stuff. And uh, all, that, yep. <laughs> all that good stuff. Yeah. So, so that experience led to a chance to cover Fortnite for the news team and in turn, any other news on IGN. So that got me connected there. And um, I stayed there for about six months or so, I think doing news and, and um, the guide work. Mm -hmm. And so that was just, it was a really good experience to get to work with all the all the names you see on Twitter, um, people with the check marks and all that stuff, but uh, yes, but uh, it was really fun and it was really good, valuable experience. And and I took that experience and I started my own website, Guidefall, which is just as the name says, it's it's video game guides. 
Um, and that started, let's see, when did we start that? August, 2019, I think. And yeah. so it's almost a year and a half old and it has about 200,000 ish viewers a month. And so it's been a, it's been a good experience. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I don't do as much freelance stuff anymore, but mm -hmm. um, you know, I've done things here and there for other outlets, <clears throat> mostly just one-off things or one-off guides, but just kind of bounced around and, and all that led to guide fall. And then eventually all that snowballed into um, from gamers. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Yeah. I love that. I love that you went from like sort of a, it was almost like a work for hire kind of situation right. and then it just became like, you know, went slowly into your own thing, which is awesome. Yeah. I didn't know Guidefall was so popular. That's cool. I visited that site actually, because I know you linked to it, I think in the Kickstarter or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I visited the site and I really like it. Um, Thank it's you. very clean. That. It's very cool. The writing style is awesome. So, um, so uh, let's talk about, you know, you and I, I, I think, are pretty much the same generation. So we grew up reading right. a lot of video <laughs> game magazines, and and uh, and that was kind of a unique sort of time because we didn't have the internet. So magazines right. were what you got, and that was Absolutely. like, you know, when E3 happened, it was all magazines and just double-page <laughs> spreads of whatever was happening at the show. And, yeah, so um, I, I, I want to talk about, like – how it is to start up a brand new print publication in the world today, because it's like, that must come from a place of, of like a deeply passionate place for you. Right. Because now it's so internet focused and it's like, you know, who has time to even read a magazine anymore? It just <laughs> seems like, but, um, but, you know, I just want to talk about that. And I also want to talk about like your favorite magazines from the past and, you know, how it was to, uh, to sort of get into the business and, and want to bring that back in a way. Well, I'll tell you, it really started with just a love for physical media. I love to collect stuff. Um, I've always loved to collect just odds and ends, random stuff. And as I got older, I started collecting um, gaming stuff. Or I love those fun little Funko Pops, you know, those little... Uh, oh, yeah, me too. I collect a lot of those. <laughs> um, a bunch of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that it's just really sad to see all that kind of stuff going away, to see, to see yeah. games going away from physical releases to digital releases. Um, you know, and with that goes the cool little collector's editions and the little collector's items that come with it. Um, and so that was really where From Gamers was born, um, the idea and the passion for it. I missed out on all the good stuff, really like EGM and Nintendo Power and all that stuff growing up. I never really read any of that. Um, so as I started getting into the industry and learning about all that stuff, um, you know, I've gone back through and looked at it since then. But, mm -hmm. but I, uh, you know, I didn't get in on the golden age and I, and I really wish I could have. But Currently, I do subscribe to a few. Um, I'm Game Informer, obviously one of the main ones left, and then a smaller yep. one called Switch Player. I'm not sure if you're familiar with. with I just I, I came across that on Twitter today, actually, and I was yeah. just looking them up. Yeah, they look really. It's it really looks cool. really good. Really it is cool. it is really good. And then uh, that Paul, the guy who does Switch Player, has another one called uh, Nifty Fresh, which is all Nintendo focused, mm -hmm. and they have a big one coming out on Pokemon. So I'm excited to get that one too. But oh, that's awesome. I mean, it really just came from a love for for physical media and not wanting to see that go away. Um, you know, it seems like every day we see a story about about a new subscription service for streaming or a new, mm -hmm. um, you know, just, just something going away, something physical going away. And it terrifies me that that could be taken away at any moment. And you know, just look at the Wii, you know, we lost so many games when when the eShop closed on the Wii. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that, that are just not around anymore and that you literally can't get unless, you know, you have a physical copy of it. And it's just, it's just yeah. sad. Yeah, that's the sad thing is that all these digital storefronts and stuff, like when they decide to just close up shop or or take something off the, the storefront, it's gone forever unless they decide to bring it back somehow. Right. It's like that whole PT situation, you know, that we had right. some years back right. where 
I downloaded that on my PlayStation 4 and then I deleted it thinking I would just uh. go back and download <laughs> it again. And then they said, no, we're not going to have it on the shop anymore. So too bad. Uh, yeah, that sucked. But It's um, just sad to see stuff going away like that. True, true. I mean, I'm kind of part of the problem because for me, it's about <laughs> space saving. So right. I'm just like, yeah. And, and you know, like when you pre-order it digitally, you can kind of just go ahead and just pre-install it. And I right. like the convenience of that. But um, at the same time, though, it's like, yeah, you got to keep the physical media around because you never know when they're going to be like, oh, we're going to take this off now and, and just <laughs> shut down, you know, just part of the game or something. And it just sucks. For me, when I was growing up, it was like I, I did kind of come in on the golden age. So like I read a lot of VGM and I read a lot of Game Pro, um, uh, not kind of Nintendo Power, I think when I was younger. And then I just kind of like I sort of moved on to like, you know, the the uh, the game fans of the world and that sort of thing. Right. Um, you got in on the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Every now uh, and then I just I scroll through eBay and look for lots of of the old magazines just to just to flip through them into it's just fun you know it's just fun to yeah. see gaming history like that oh yeah and like you mentioned earlier that really was the only way to get news for a time you know before it's before like, uh the growth of the web um you know yeah. you got your news from the gaming magazines you didn't really know things that were happening until you saw it in the gaming magazines and now obviously that's that's not how it works but yep um it's just a really special it was a really special time um mm -hmm. in the gaming industry and i think it's really cool i just want to kind of preserve that and build on that a little bit that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So as the, as a lot of the print publications sort of ceased operations here, uh, which sites kind of caught your eye, um, aside from like IGN, which you did go to work for, um, sure. were there other sites that you were kind of interested in that sort of had the, the sort of tone and voice you were attracted to there? But to be honest, I spent most, I would, since I worked with IGN, I, that's where I went for most of my, uh, most of my stuff. Um, I, I tend to go back to the sites I've worked for just because I have relationships with the people. I, I also worked for Game Revolution for a little bit um, while I was working with IGN. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but, um, you know, so I'd, I'd go there and I'd go to IGN, but I never really found a found a place that really fit fit what I was looking for. You know, Kotaku does a lot of like featurey kind of stuff, but, I don't, it, you know, it just never resonated with me personally. And, and with the world of SEO and having to get clicks to, to make the... Um, might stay on you know it, it's the the featurey style of writing kind of uh op-ed sort of stuff it's gone away unless you're a really big publication that has a big natural reader base like a, like a guidefall you know we, we're all seo focused we don't have a direct reader base it's just all organic and sure. there's not really an opportunity to do any of that kind of stuff um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i never really found a place that really clicked with me and i think that's another reason why why i've done from gamers is just because it's a place for people to share their stories and their experiences with games yeah and you, know, you don't get that as much on the internet anymore because if it if it doesn't have SEO value, then it's probably not going to get greenlit in, in the long run, unless unless you're a big big publication. Even then, you know they have so many pitches coming in, it's hard to it's hard to land land one. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and that's an interesting thing too, because like you've seen magazines sort of shut down, and you've also seen like the the sites that used to be more feature oriented kind of like change their their sort of point of view and perspective. Um, so that's an interesting you know byproduct of the age that we're living in as well. Yeah, everything's um, about the clicks, unfortunately. And is. that goes beyond games. It goes to... to yeah, any, it goes to anything any, now. Any sports, politics, <laughs> science. You know, it goes to anything. It's all about the clicks. It, and you understand it to a degree. And I feel like I understand it. A little more sympathetic towards it as a as a site owner. You know, I, sure. we try very hard not to do anything clickbaity. But, mm -hmm. but it really is, if it's not very SEO-focused, you know, one tiny phrase or one tiny wording can be the difference from ranking at the top of the page and ranking at the bottom of the page. 
And yes. That's the difference between thousands of clicks. Yes. Yep. True. True. Yeah, we're still struggling with that on my side because I'm <laughs> terrible at SEO. But anyway, um, it's, it's a hard thing to learn. It's a hard it's always, thing to figure out. I would like to say I'm an expert. I'm certainly not. Um, so, so what's your opinion on like the, the sort of state of the gaming press as it is now, like, uh, without getting too controversial, like we don't want to focus on the, sure. on the bad stuff too much, but I mean, like, you know, like we've had some big game releases, like I, I want to say cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> like, you know, where, where people were very excited and there were a lot of sites that were saying this game looks awesome. It's cool. And everything's great. And, you know, and they, they had to. Um, sort of describe the the preview build of the game that they were playing and and that was apparently pretty cool but you know like uh, alana pierce did a video on this just recently where she was talking about preview builds and how that's like a vertical slice of the game it's a completely different like mm -hmm. you know it's like another version of the game it's, it's a very polished it's version box. Of the game. yeah yeah and then you have the main game itself and so like when we as gamers play the game sometimes we're like you know we look at it and we we just start like you know, how did this get such good feedback from people or how did this get such so much right. hype, you know, when you have like bugs and just crazy things happening in the game and stuff like that. So what's your opinion on like people sort of almost like bashing games media for that? I mean, I, I because I can see it from both perspectives where as a gamer, it's like it's it's tough to to deal with that level right. of hype. But also right. as someone who's reporting on it, you want to be like, Kind of positive about it at the right. same time you know i think it you know with anything i think it's really easy to judge from the outside looking in and until you've really experienced it and been a part of it it's really hard to to look at it with a clear or look at it from the other side of the spectrum yeah. you know a lot of these people that are uh you know writing previews for cyberpunk or covering news for cyberpunk or any other games you know they're friends with those developers those are people they've met at conferences and events sure you know and it's not that you write a good piece just because you're friends with someone but you certainly don't want to unnecessarily bash someone who's worked years yeah. and years and years on a project. So I think that's where a lot of the hype comes from. Um, yeah. You know, you just, I don't know, personally, I tend to be more positive than negative um, about so stuff. And, and then as well, it goes with, with the SEO factor, you know, mm -hmm. you kind of have to look at that angle. You want your stuff to get read. Um, you know, if you, if you want, you want to keep a good relationship with developers, obviously you don't want to, you don't want to be dishonest about their game, but, but you want to, at least say some nice things about it if you want to code yeah. and if you want you know you know stuff like that and and there's so many outlets now doing so many different things with so many different voices it's kind of hard to get a truth like you can find anything on the internet yeah you can find that cyberpunk is the best game that's ever been made in the history of mankind and you can find that cyberpunk is the absolutely worst game ever made in the history of mankind and i think that's another reason why we talked about earlier you know it's important to find a find a site you like or a voice you like and I mean, you can resonate with that person. Like you mentioned, Alana Pierce, like if you really respect and agree with a lot of things she says, you're probably going to feel the same way about cyberpunk when you play it as she did. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if you, you're a fan of, you know, Jason Schreier, you're going to feel the same way about how he felt about the game as you did and, and so on and so forth, you know, and mm -hmm. I think it's just really tough. Um, you know, there's the, there's the, the talk that, that people are paid to review games or people are paid to, to, to put a good score on a game and you know that's all nonsense but on the internet will always be like that but uh yeah but it's um gonna be that contingent but but i think seo really and and ad trap and you know, need to get ads and get used for your ads has really hurt hurt the integrity of the industry a little bit because some sites have taken advantage of that and you know there's mm -hmm. plenty you, i'm pretty sure we all see clickbait you know every single day oh yeah yep. and, and it really has hurt the industry and you know i respect the sites that 
that may take a decrease in traffic for not doing clickbaity kind of stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, if you don't, if you don't have some unique angle on on an article or on a thing, it's probably not going to get seen. And I think that's why why the shift in the industry has gone a little bit more towards towards the negative side. Or as opposed to magazines, you know, it was just like you write whatever you want. You know, it, yeah, SEO yeah. doesn't matter. You can write whatever you whatever on earth you so want. As different. long as you think your readers would enjoy it, you know, you have that steady base of however many readers you have, you know, and and you can write whatever you want. And, and that's another reason why from gamers is happening, just so people can tell their stories that that I otherwise, you know, I want to help someone tell their story. Whereas a guy fall, I can't really do that. But with this and with with the experience I have, I think I can help people tell their story. And I think that's something that's yes. really powerful. Yeah. And I think it's awesome too. What you said about just finding the people that you really respect and, and sort of have common opinions with, um, you share common interests with them as well. That's kind of what I found in magazines too, because like a lot of the, that's how you knew the editors back then was just through right. their writing. So you let the writing speak for itself. And then if you right. like their opinions, then you follow what, you know, a lot of what they say or something or look for a consensus at least. Like for me, that's what I do. I go to different sites and just kind of look for a consensus and see like, okay, you know, if, if like five people are saying the same thing about this game, more than likely it's, that's right. how it is. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, so From Gamers is is looking at things from a very unique perspective. Like you said, it's more about, you know, it's it's about the people also playing the games as much as the games itself, it seems like, or right. the games themselves. Yeah. Um, so I like that approach, actually. I really do. Yeah, we, um, we, uh, we want to be very community focused, um, yeah. community driven, and we don't want it to ever be like, you, know, you have to be a well-known writer, a well-known author, an established voice in the community to have, you know, anyone is welcome to pitch, pitch us an article or pitch us a thing, you know, pitch us anything. And, and you can, it can be from a reader who's never had anything published to, mm -hmm. to someone with a blue check mark by their name on Twitter. You know, we want everyone to have a chance to, to share their opinion, to share their voice, or just if they're passionate about a game and want to write, you know, something about that game or a love letter to the game or a historical piece about the game, you know, there are so many people that know a lot of things and that really have a good talent in writing that have never had anything published. And we want to kind of give them the opportunity to yeah. do that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that kind of leads us to this next question, which is like, where did you come up with the name for, uh, of from gamers? Yeah. So, you know, I was, I've been tossing on this magazine idea. I've always wanted to do something print for a long time. Just the idea of seeing something hang on my wall that I, that I helped create um, just sounded really cool. So I've, it's been the back sure. of my mind for a long time and, and, you know, I was tossing around different names and I was trying to decide if I wanted to, you know, focus on a console specific, you know, like Switch Player focuses on Nintendo Switch, obviously. Um, you know, there's the official PlayStation magazine. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, but I just really wanted to just be able to cover anything I wanted. You know, anything that was going on in modern gaming, I wanted to be able to cover. So, so I just went with the broad thing and I was like, you know what? I want this to be a community driven thing. The whole focus is that it's from gamers, just like you, you know, our little tagline is from gamers by gamers, you know, it's from the gaming community. Um, and it's written by gamers, just like you, you know, it's written yeah. by the guy next door playing in playing modern warfare. It's written by the 30 year old man at his house playing, you know, whatever with his kids running around, you know, it's written by everyone, you know, this is so divisive in the community right now. And it's kind of want to bring yeah. it together. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's yeah, all the absolutely. console wars and the fanboys and all that stuff. And I just want to want to bring bring a group together. You know, we're all enjoy the gaming experience. We all enjoy playing video games. And let's just yeah. talk about them. It's such a great hobby, you know. Like, right. like why are we fighting each other over this? <laughs> we're all on the same team. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what's the format of the magazine gonna be like? Are you gonna focus more on features? Are you gonna focus on some reviews and previews as well? Or or sure. like yeah. So there's a little bit of everything. Um, I think for issue one, our content lineup is we have we have six reviews, we have four game previews, 
Uh, we have, let's see, I believe five features, a cover story, and some developer interviews. So we have a little bit of it all, you know, kind of cool. wanted to, to, to pay some respect to the older magazines yes. um, and do some things that they did. And also, you know, put our, put our own twist on it um, with mm -hmm. fun features and fun stylized, like stuff like that. So, um, you know, the reviews will be a little more toned down and a little more uh, focused on the, on the writing and the words, whereas the yes. features will be a little more fun and artsy and, and have that, uh, that fun old school magazine feel that that everyone loves but uh Very cool. so we kind of want to have a nice balance for everyone you know for everyone it's modern gaming um i know you can find your review on the website you know we have like a bravely default review which those are already out but we still wanted to go ahead and put that in the magazine um oh yeah because still. just why not <laughs> you know what i mean why not <laughs> why not yeah yeah so yeah that was a that was a question that i wanted to ask you as well is it going to be more focused on the modern stuff or retro or a combination of both yeah so the the focus is modern because i feel like there's already a couple couple of retro ones out there from smaller publications, and like I said, sure. we don't want to, want to get too niche in our in our audience focus. But uh, yeah, that doesn't mean we won't have retrospectives or a retro review from time to time. We don't necessarily an issue one, but um, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean we won't adapt in in the long run and have some stuff. But but really, the focus is modern gaming. I think think the features focus on on Far Cry, Deathloop. We have some really cool feature on The Last of Us Part Two. Mm -hmm. um, what else do we have? Oh, we have one for Spider-Man Miles Morales. So it's really more focused on nice. stuff that's about to release. We try to time it really well with the release of the magazine. So like Deathloop and Far Cry are kind of released. Well, who knows about Far Cry, but Deathloop at least releases kind of right when the magazine releases. And then, uh, you know, we just have some other stuff about current releases, modern releases. Very cool. All right. Uh, what's the tone that you're looking for? What kind of editorial voice are, are you kind of going for with this publication? Sure. So, so you know, it's a, it's a little more serious, but but fun to a degree. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to get too crazy, but we also don't want to be so boring that no one wants to read it, you know? So so it's very professional in the sense of, especially our reviews, we're trying to keep those very professional. Sure. Um, you know, because that is someone's livelihood that they've created that game. We want to keep that really professional. Of course. And then the reviews may be a little more fun, but really where we're having the fun is with the art, the art design. We got some crazy, crazy art stuff going on. Um, I was going to ask you about that, actually. Yeah, yeah we what? did. A, we have a really cool um, feature on Spider-Man Miles Morales, and we had this really just crazy crazy looking spider-man that an artist was was willing to share with us unless using awesome. the magazine and it's it's just it's crazy because you're also asking the community to like to uh sort of send in some artwork and that sort of thing right mm -hmm. yeah so we've been reaching out to some smaller artists and, and some less well-known artists um a because we can't afford the big name artists and b because <laughs> we want to uh just shine a light on some community artwork you know there's a lot of really talented artists oh, that, there's that so much have. talent out there i mean you see it's it like every day i scroll Twitter. through and i see i'm like wow and then i look at this like the person has like 50 followers and i'm like well that was awesome artwork yeah that's not being seen so so it's not we don't want to necessarily make it seem like we're taking advantage of anyone but we just want to give them the chance to to show their work and, and some of the stuff like the spider-man one is already one that was drawn that that artist had already created and she's allowing yeah. us to use it um in the magazine and, and then of course she'll get credit for it and uh hopefully bring more people to her page and to her work very cool. Very cool. All right. Yeah. I was going to ask you about the, uh, the art direction and the design of the magazine too. So are you guys kind of going for, um, so are the layouts kind of more colorful or are they more like subdued? Sure. So, uh, the features so far, we're still working on some of the art designs for a lot of the stuff, but, mm -hmm. but the features are more colorful. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not necessarily like slap a bunch of screenshots on there, like the old school EGM kind of stuff was where it was not like popping out at your face, but it's more just like an aesthetically pleasing, colorful, um, um, design like the Spider-Man one, for example, it has it has the blue 
blue spider-man-y dark blue background it has a, a really cool web spread over it and it has oh, some, nice. some cool um some, it has some cool spider-mans placed uh within it and it, the the headline is is written like it's you know the same art as the name of the game um and stuff cool. like that so That's so cool. we're really trying to have fun with those and then yeah. get a little more toned down with the with the previews and the interviews and focus on the, the content there but you know sure. we're still adapting so so what issue one looks like could be a little bit different from what issue two ends up looking like and we're we'll take mm -hmm. community from our i mean we'll take feedback from our community mm -hmm. um and get some feedback and stuff and just just tweak it and try different things and have some fun that sounds really good yeah yeah uh i miss those colorful layouts from the, yeah the yeah it's days a lot of, of yesteryear you know that's how like, we connected I, was, I think actually was through yeah, that that's yeah right. i was like i was like how crazy can we make these these features look without being too <laughs> to uh out there but yeah we don't want to go full like 1993 style right. we, don't, you know? we don't want to go overly crazy but but we want it to be like something you can't find online you know something you won't see yeah. on the yeah. internet you don't obviously with just the way the internet is you don't see any of that kind of stuff you don't see cool art direction like that on the internet yes exactly um, if you do it's in a youtube video you know it's not exactly the same as in print that you'd like to, you know, the goal is for someone to look at a feature, admire the art for a second, and then read the content, you know, and yep, it's kind of, that's the, that's the focus. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Uh, let's see here. So how has the Kickstarter been going? Um, I know that you, you how, how long ago did you start it first of all, and what has your experience been like with the platform? Sure. So it's the campaign's been going about 50 days now it's a full 60 day campaign. I had never done any um, crowdfunding before. So I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I was, um, I was scared. I was a little nervous about it. So I just went with the whole, I wanted the whole 60 days to raise the, raise the money. And uh, so we've been going, we're on the last 11 days now. We only have, I think it, last time I looked, it was about $600 left to go. So hopefully we'll, we'll get across that finish line here. But uh, yeah, so it's got about 50 days left. Um, it's been, it's been an interesting experience. You know, it was really good at first, right when we launched and and right when we announced it, and there was a lot of support from, from the industry and, and my friends as, uh, you know, fellow writers and stuff that I knew uh, were kind yeah. and shared it with their audience and stuff. And so that got it going. And then kind of in the middle ground, it's been a little slow and it's been a grind of trying to, trying to get people and just bring it in front of people. You know, we, we've been trying to be vocal on Twitter and Instagram mm -hmm. and, uh, and to share a little bit with people, but it's really just hard to get in front of the audience, you know, the right people. There's a, there's a very select amount of people that still respect and love and enjoy print media yes um, yes even a smaller amount of people who with everything going on with covid had the ability to pay for it you know yeah um so so we've been trying to find we try not to overprice it too much but but enough to to get the campaign funded i hopefully we fairly priced it but i um, think so yeah definitely awesome. for me it was fine it was perfect yeah just hit the spot man you know um, I, I found it's very expensive you know, and where we price that right now, it it's a it's a break even price point. So it's not like we're stuffing our pockets with anything. It's really just a passion project. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, sure, printing is incredibly expensive. <laughs> apparently, I oh learned, yes, I've since I, learned I, that printing no and doubt. shipping are incredibly expensive. And uh, we also want to be able to. We know we can't pay our contributors a whole lot. But we want to pay them something for their sure. work, and we'll also send them a copy of the magazine so they can see their work. And sure, sure. And so uh, hopefully, as we grow grow with the reader base. Um, we can afford to do more things and pay our writers more and have cooler artwork and all that stuff. But, but like I said, it's really just a passion project. Um, you know, it's not something I'm looking to line my pockets with or anything like that. It's just a fun passion project and a love letter kind of to gaming. Yes. Yes. That's what it sounds like to me, man. It just sounds, it sounds wonderful to me because, you know, as somebody who really, who, who grew up with, with magazines and who really loved just 
just flipping through them. I mean, just the experience of it. Right. It's something that can't be replicated with a website. And as someone who who has a, you know, a little hobby site, a little niche site as well with our podcast, I mean, right. like, it's just putting that thing together for me, you know, and I have very little, like, I'm, I'm not a good artist or anything like that, or, or, you know, graphic design is like beyond me, but I mean, like, you know, <laughs> you just, you do your best and you try with something right. like a website and, and especially when it's something so small like ours, but it's, it's really tough to replicate that old feeling and, and I miss it so much. And that's why, like, you know, I look at, um, things like game informer, retro gamer edge, you know, old school gamer, mega visions, retro right. magazine, just to name a few. I mean, like the, the ones that are still around now, it's, they're the last bastions of that sort of feel. And so Absolutely. now to have your magazine kind of come in and add to that, you know, it's so nice to to be able to support something like this and to support your project so well thank you we just we really want to carry on the legacy of what so many other great magazines left for us and and obviously we're going to be a little bit different you know we're not going to have news obviously because no one's going to want to read news in our magazine <laughs> they're going to go to the ign or any other website to read news but uh we just want to build on on what they left behind and uh continue to expand that love for physical media and, and keep it around a few more days can you imagine in a post-covid world like with your magazine gaining in readership and just doing like, you know, and maybe like a big trade show coming back or like a TGS or something like that and being able to like feature that in your magazine or something. I think that, that would, would be, be awesome. Really awesome. Yeah. We, we tossed around the idea of doing a, uh, an E3, you know, feature kind of thing in the magazine, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a good thing. We decided not to relight it because, you know, now they said they're going online. So uh, yeah. Yeah. But it would be so much fun. I look forward to the day when those those events maybe come back, when the yeah. world turns back to normal. I hope so. I'm really hoping this hasn't killed uh, killed the likes of E3. You know, it's already on its it's on the struggle yeah. bus there for a little bit. Yeah. But, but we'll see what happens with it. Well, there are other expos too, so you know, thank yeah. we still yeah. have packs and, and all that like good stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping I can get out to one of those one of these. I was intending to go to E3 this year and trying to go to pack or in 2020 and try to go to packs, um, but obviously that that didn't work out how I expected. <laughs> Yeah. Same. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on our show. Um, you know, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you're very, very busy with a lot of stuff going on. So um, just, you know, let us know uh, when the magazine is all ready and then you can come back on and we'll go ahead and promote it some more. Um, how many issues do you have planned so far? Um, so far, we have the two issues planned in our Kickstarter. Um, okay. And then we're going to just kind of figure out how we want to go forward. We, we want to keep producing more. It probably won't be a monthly thing, um, mm-hmm. but we do want to keep producing more issues and doing more things. So I'm not sure if we'll go back to Kickstarter for that or if we'll set up like a Patreon or to sell their website. I'm not quite sure yet, but um, but we'll be short, sure to let all our Kickstarter backers know where they can get the next issues. Um, we'll keep them updated. Issue one is set to release in May 2021. So just a, just a few months from oh, now. Man, and then issue close, two yeah. is set to release sometime around October, November-ish. Maybe a little earlier out. No, it just depends. We didn't want to, we wanted to spread them out a little bit because obviously more things will happen over that yes. time. Yes. Um, so, so we'll see. And then hopefully we'll be back in towards the end of the year, 2022 with another Kickstarter or uh, more news on issue three and where you can reserve that. Awesome. All right. Um, and where can everybody find you online if they want to follow you? Sure. So the magazine is at from gamers magazine on Twitter, or actually I think it's mag on Twitter um, from gamers mag. And then me personally, I'm at underscore Andrew T Smith on Twitter and uh, um, I'm pretty much always talking games and magazines on there. I try to keep it keep it fun and lighthearted. No one wants to hear my political opinions or anything like that. So I keep <laughs> it focused on games and uh, 
fun, cute animal videos, and and so on and so forth. So of yeah, course. you can follow me on there and on Instagram. I believe we're also at From Gamers Magazine. So if you just pop that in there, it should pop up eventually. Or if you look up uh, at underscore Andrew T Smith, you should be able to find a retweet from our account. Awesome. All right. Yeah. And we'll go ahead and post the link to the Kickstarter in our uh, show notes as well. Um, all right, guys. So where you can find me is at renegadepopculture.com. That is where we have all of our episodes, all of our show notes, all of our articles, basically anything that you want with RPC. That's that's where you get it. Um, on Twitter and Facebook, our official pages are under Ren Pop Culture. That's Ren No Stimpy. Um, and the Facebook group is facebook.com slash group slash RPC42 if you guys want to join us there. Um, on Steam, I am Neoplasmic24 if you want to add me up on there because I'm looking for people to play like COD zombies and all that. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, so we can have some fun. Uh, all right, guys, we will catch you guys later. Peace out. <laughs>